0: Well, here we are. We good. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. I'm Naomi. I'm Liz, and we're the Run Galloway Girls. And we're here. I feel
1: like our ring light is flashing. Is oh, that just me? It always
0: does that. Okay. It's you know <laughs> technology around here, we're, or ghosts, or it's ghosts. Or it's I ghost.
1: think it might be ghosts. Spooky season. I mean, it is spooky season. Well, <laughs> speaking of spooky, we have some spooky, not really spooky listener questions <laughs> that we're going to get to today. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know what's really tough though? My mic is like right in front of my face, which means it's like in front of the computer. So you can't read. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we just move the computer. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's just hilarious. <laughs> um, before we get to questions, let's talk about what we did this weekend. Let's recap. Yeah. yeah. And kind of what happened over the last two weeks. So we yeah. recorded an episode two weeks ago and we published it yesterday. And then, oops, you, and you're welcome. yeah. And then today, which is Wednesday, you are going to get a bonus episode where we recapped our ten taper tips for Yay. you. It's a brand new episode with the same ten taper tips that we released other uh, released before Back because March or something. they're so good. Why would we change them? They're <laughs> the best ten taper tips. So we just talk about those again. And then you're gonna get today's episode, which I'll probably also publish today. So, um, I don't know in what order you're listening to things, but here we go. Episode 45, which is just crazy. Yeah. So we've done a little bit of running since. Yeah. So. I might have done too much. <laughs> so, we had, um, what did we do
0: two weeks so ago? So, after our 23, we kind of yeah. knew we needed a down week in between. So, we ended up doing, we still it did. Ten. It wasn't like a total down week because didn't we do two tens? I think we did, we definitely did 10. We did, I thought um, we did a 10 on Friday and then maybe like a pool 10 or something on Saturday. Did we? I mean, I'm gonna go All check.
1: right, so Naomi's going to check her phone, because mine is uh, sitting up recording the video, which we'll eventually get on YouTube. Um, so we, uh, yeah, so
0: after 23, like, we knew we didn't want to go jump right into the next big one, so we did, um, yeah, we did a, a 10 um, on that following weekend, and then I guess that was, yeah,
1: that was it. it? Yeah so we did a 10 and then I um down like. No no I was I was pretty sure that's all it was cuz remember I was I Sunday. was even like Six. I was like, well, I'm going to do six.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then on Sunday, we took um, Julian in the stroller. Oh, that's and right. Two. And we did, so like, two miles. Like, and then a walk.
1: Um, and a walk, which I am a big fan of, you know, walking and just spending time outside and everything. And, and so, time on your feet matters. Yeah, so then I was hit with something exhausting <laughs> that next week. Maybe it was just the ninth week of pregnancy. Uh, yeah, I think it's called first <laughs> trimester. <laughs> I, like, could not... Get up. I, I, like, tried to run on Tuesday morning. Luckily, our friend Ken was in town, so Naomi was still able to get her run in. But I turned back. I did two miles. And then later in the week, did two miles on the treadmill, but like just kept it a very very down week. Um, and then ended up
0: hitting the pool for six miles all before our weekend run. And Naomi did so. Yeah. So with Ken, of course, like he runs, he's running hundred mile weeks. So I ran eight miles with him on Tuesday, which he still had to double that day to get his, you know, sixteen his mile or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but eight miles on Tuesday, which felt great. And then on Thursday. We went out again for 8 miles and this time we knew Liz wasn't coming cuz she was resting. So, I put my watch on 2020s, which ended up being really quick. They ended up being like the 930-940 range. Yeah. And they and you know, we turned around at 8 so it wasn't an accidental 8, which the f- first one was. And yeah, they were super quick. Four, yeah. They turned out four, so it was a total of eight. Super quick, and like yeah, my heart rate went up to you know higher range, and it was kind of like a workout. So it was yeah. kind of nice to get a little bit of a workout in with the twenty twenties, which is amazing that twenty twenties can yield a nine forty one average. But
1: possibly the volume, and then on yes. Saturday then we because we we're running Sunday. On Saturday, she did another uh, hourish I of running. Did, yeah, and so it was a big volume it was a big week. increase. Oh my Plus, gosh. Plus, then we had 20 miles this weekend, and now. Which we did 21. We did 21 so that I could get my 50 mile back. So I ended
0: up with like 43 miles, which is like double anything I've done in the last. Well,
1: no, we had 30. Six we did 30 36 something. two weeks but, before. But like, yeah, I it was I mean. It's a big jump. I kind of think when you're doing a cram plan, and now we kind of know this, I think uh, kind of a you peak at about 30 to 35, because uh, any more than that, you can really just destroy. And that's yeah. even that's if you're an experienced runner, and I've done that kind of distance before. When yeah. you're doing a cram plan, you can peak at whatever your like weekend 25 might yeah. be a
0: peak, yeah. <laughs> it might be a so. 20 plus one or two midweek runs. And so, yeah, so now essentially after – so Sunday was fine, actually, but then on Monday I started to feel a little bit of a twinge in, in my peroneal tendon, which is the tendon that runs from – the outside of your foot, up the calf, yes. and I'm feeling it on the foot part um, of an affected always, leg of that my... That can
1: always be tough because when you feel it on the foot, you're like, well, I know this is a tendon, but is it masking something bone-related? Is, 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 is it a stress fracture? Is it masking um, something ligament-related, too? Yeah. So there's always that that kind of that risk. That fear. But, oh, yeah. But probably...
0: You're gonna be fine. Yeah. It's probably just a slight overuse. Um, you know. It's one I felt before. It's in a foot that's constantly had issues, so I know like it's not like a new, completely new pain, but it is new on this yeah, this little cram cycle. And so of course it's scary. And so this morning I did stick the boot on because after walking the dog I was like, ow, it hurts. It actually was okay yesterday, but I, I got to 10,000 steps And I bet after you warm yesterday. up,
1: after you warm up, it'll feel better. But, yeah, I think but it's... going to lay low
0: for lay a Lay low days. for a couple of
1: days. And, you know, I would say lay low for a couple of days. And then um, you certainly don't want to do sets the, like, day you decide to take the boot off. But it might not be a bad idea to, like, throw an set in there. You know, just to kind of, like, stop that inflammation cycle, especially since you're not running. Because we've talked about NSAIDs before. And NSAIDs are great when you have an acute injury and you're going to use them to, like, kind of stifle that acute injury to, like, let healing happen. They're not great when you're training and you've got something that's just a little sore,
0: right? So. They're literally pain management, a pain management tool. They are not going to help I solve or recover they, the problem. I think that
1: they can also, when you're, like, kind of over, like, you've got this where this is, like, it's definitely overuse. It's definitely, like, acute pain. I think sometimes that can prevent healing a little bit when you're too acute. Does that make sense? It's almost like you've got to, like, get it back into the recovery zone. Mm-hmm. And sometimes NSAIDs can be a good, like, I don't know. Bridge I, to I, the, Right. Yeah. And also, if you're just like, a heck, I want to run this marathon, come hell or high water, like, load it up. Which, I mean, I ran my Chicago PR on, like, th- I want to say almost, like, two weeks of a leave. Because remember, I had that... Yeah. horrible Sartor- sartorius, um,
0: sartorius and, and mountains to beach I ran on a leave yeah. because I was in so much pain I couldn't put weight on my leg which yeah. <laughs> which was the similar it was the adductor um, so yeah so I'll you know hopefully I mean we're in the taper for Marine Corps so I it's don't okay. have to run it's okay if I don't run and even <sighs> like I'm hesitant to even like Peloton or anything because of the, using my foot so right. like last night I did arms and core yeah. And like you know, I'm so glad to have the Peloton and have the, um, yeah, the all have the, the other uh, classes. Well, so, I have something.
1: a brace that you can wear in the water if you, if we do want uh, cool to go to the pool. That might
0: be a yeah. good. That I mean that's definitely a good solution is pool running. And I, I love should have pool done running. that like this past weekend, but it was just like the limited time I had and I you know, I know they're closed at lunch. So I just went out for that run Yeah. Which it's was funny because I went later in the point. day to
1: the pool, but I had already seen that you had run. I was like, "Oh, I guess I won't invite her to the pool." I
0: yeah, I had thought about asking you to go to the pool, but then I realized they wouldn't be open later and ah, uh, anyway. Yeah. So I know we should learned. really like
1: lobby the rest community center. First off, we need them to open at like 5:30. Earlier. So yeah. That we can get, like, something in before we have to get ready for work and everything. And then we need to, we also need them to be open a little bit later at night and open in the middle of the day on Saturday. They close for cleaning from 12 to 1, which I totally get when it was COVID. But, like, seriously? Like, why are they closed for a whole hour for cleaning in the middle of the day? Because I also think of it from, like, a kid's standpoint, like, like, what if you want to bring your kids for a quick little lunchtime yeah. swim?
0: Bef- yeah, exactly. And before nap. Yeah, so. Um, and there are so few people at this pool. Like, I know. Would, I bet
1: that there, if they had more hours, there might be more people.
0: I wonder if it's just staff that that's the reason. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. 100% staff. Like. Yeah, but, I'm sure. and so we should talk a little too about like our 21, Oh yeah, so, or twenty twenty one miler. So we, um, so my husband, who's a non-run walker, non Galloway method, he's a straight runner. He decided he came to join with us. us, and it was so great. Like it's you know we did fifteen thirties. He obviously had no trouble like keeping up, but it was also like a little hard he for him. Had
1: no trouble keeping up, except he had he like was obviously like. Trying.
0: Yes, it wasn't easy for him. I'm not saying it was easy. (laughs) Which was funny because he usually run. He'll probably usually run, you know, mid eights to mid nines for like almost all of his running is in that same range. Yeah. I mean, he can run faster, but like he just that's his default pace. Um, and so we were running. Obviously, we do our runs in like the sevens and our walks in the. Fifteens. Yeah, he was struggling on the walks. He was struggling to keep up on the walks. Yeah, he was commenting that to Sarah because she she's power walking with us. So it was a great, um, you know, it was a great way. You can again, like, if you haven't done run and walk, or if you have friends who haven't done run and walk, you can, you know, try it out on on your easy pace day. Give give everybody a shot to like. See what it's about.
1: And, you know, you don't have to. Now, we have kind of gotten used to, especially running together and both being able to do it. We've kind of gotten used to pushing these 1530s into the 11s and into the low 10s. And so we started out and, like... I want to say our miles, like, three and four were in the low tens. Yeah. And and then I was like, okay, well, we're just going to fit, like, I already knew that's where we were. And I was like, we're just going to do these two hard miles, and then we'll do some easy miles. Um, because Sarah was with us, and you know, fifteen thirty for her is more in the twelve range. Yeah. So it yeah, was. Yeah, we hit,
0: we popped to ten eleven in there. And yeah. Then we, and then we, <laughs> and then we eased back to the high tens, and and the rest were in the you know the elevens and, and mid tens. We did actually yeah. end up with a lot of ten thirties, like yeah. throughout. You can hear well, some penny once we, noise. yeah,
1: once we were. Um, you know, like Sarah of just had split us. off. Sarah split mm-hmm. off. Yeah, it was just, you know, we're just kind of getting used to that, which hopefully that bodes well to possibly lengthening our running segment and maybe not running it as fast so that we can, you know, kind of be right around a 10-minute pace at Marine I, Corps.
0: I think that's definitely doable, and it's also, you know, we also have the option, apparently we have the option of running 1030s. With the 1530s, which yeah. is kind of a crazy speed. Yeah. And that would also be a great Marine Corps race. Yeah, I'd have to would. go, like, what is that, 1030 pace? But I think it's like a 435,
1: maybe. Yeah, something around which there. Which is
0: fantastic. Something so. around
1: there. I mean, I'm more... So I did fine. Um, my, like, about 15, 16 miles in, I start to get that round ligament, like, yeah. kind of stretch feel. And my pelvic bone, like... It feels like, so apparently your pelvis like comes together in the center and your pubic symphysis and it's like the two sides of your pelvis there, there's cartilage because that's where it stretches open so that a baby can come out, uh, or stretches open and everything. Um, so the cartilage there is like rubbing essentially, but I talked to a friend who explained that she had the exact same thing happen. She's also a runner, has two babies. She recommend I made my pelvic floor PT appointment for the day after the marathon. Oh good. And she explained to me like how to kind of manipulate it back into joint, which is kind of cool. You like squeeze a foam roller between your legs and then do a hip bridge and okay. it can you can kind of adjust it. And I was it's like, oh, cool. okay, that's that's good. So I'm excited to like get on the road with that so that yeah. I can like stay strong and continue running like as much as I can through pregnancy and then get back to it afterwards. Right,
0: and with all the proper, like, yeah, the proper things in place that you're not doing anything crazy damaging that you won't be, but... Yeah, it's really exciting that you'll be 12 weeks. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing it's, it's that incredible. you're going to do it and that you can do it. And I'm just, I'm, like, so impressed and, like, oh, it's amazing. It's really, it's And kind also of, not even surprised because it's you. <laughs>
1: it's kind of insane that I'm even, like, considering a marathon at this point. I like, know, but. I, I did kind of have high hopes of, like, pushing it a little bit. Yeah, But, like, I on, just don't. But, I mean, I still think it's possible that we could feel really good and run faster than 420, but, like, I just don't know. I don't think because it's like, worth I it, though. Because, like, I kind of just want to experience it.
0: But I think it'll be better if it's just, like, enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Like, so, and that's how every marathon should be. Yeah. It should I be am a little, I am a little
1: worried, though, because I was thinking about when we ran. I mean, I know you did really well in at Philly three weeks later when we ran. With Lauren, but mm-hmm. I remember that was a tough turnaround. Mm-hmm. At kind of like because, and it'll be about the same pace, right, right, as when we
0: paced but Lauren. we were in a much faster shape. But we were in a lot better shape. Yes. So
1: that's a pretty tough. That's going to be a pretty tough turnaround. Yeah, for for Philly, we'll see
0: what happens <sighs> with Philly. Like the goal is to get through Marine Corps. It's. It's obviously the Number one we get to five. run. We get to run together. We get to run it together. It's my fifth. I get to join the five timer club. It's your tenth race mm-hmm. So It's a, it's a big it's significant thirtieth 30th marathon. Thirtieth 30th marathon. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. It's my like seventeenth. I guess which but is like, crazy. It's it's gonna be yeah. It'll be able to drive, but, but it's like amazing to be able to do this one together. So that's like the main goal. And then if I yeah with Philly, like I don't know, we'll just I'm I'm going. I've got I'm gonna see my family either way. at yeah. the hotel I've got now. Scott signed up for the half, so at least we'll um we'll go for for his half yeah. either way. <laughs> Whatever happens to me, well, he I'll can, drop to the 8K. There you go. <laughs> figure it drop out. to the half. Run the half of them. I know. We'll figure it out.
1: Um, yeah. So, so, it should be. I mean, yeah. W- there's still so much time and so much can happen in five true. weeks. Because, like, especially with your foot, like, oh, so yeah. much can happen in five weeks. And at least this isn't planter pain. This is different. I know, right?
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm like, yeah, that's where I'm trying to, like, not catastrophize because that's my normal default condition. Yeah. Um, but trying to not. Because I've been through many, 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 many little injuries like this before. We talked about it on taper tips yesterday. Yeah. So many times you have something crop up. It's the end of the world. I'll never run again. I, my race is ruined. I can't run. Yeah. And usually it's a take three days. Yep. See. And you don't just, lose any fitness. You don't and lose any fitness. Take three days lose, off. Take five
1: days off. To, you don't lose any off. fitness with ten days off. No. Well, I have. I've said it before. You can take the. You take your entire taper two full weeks yeah. off and then go to the marathon and still perform well whatever your whatever your training right. got your fitness to that's what you'll be able to do now here's the thing your you will be able to do on marathon day what your training yes. got your fitness to not what you want to run <laughs> <laughs> right like your wants and your fitness might not be in line, and yes. that's the hardest piece of running a marathon and marathon training. And whether you're it's injured like, or
0: not, like yeah, you need to at the you know as you get closer to your race, you're gonna need to go reevaluate the cycle.
1: I mean, regardless I, of
0: what you came into it with.
1: I think honestly, like our best, and actually, I will check my watch. I'm I'm gonna say I'm not looking at my watch right now. Okay, I'm gonna say my watch is probably gonna say something like a four eighteen. Okay. But I really think we are 423 shape.
0: Right. I, I, so, I like it. And my like watch is at not best optimistic. Day. Oh, I my know. watch when does say
1: 418.
0: 18. <laughs> Mine's hovering um, at 410 right now, but I'm, you know, I'm not going to worry about that. I as, mean,
1: remember, we our watches were saying 401 and 358, and we ran a 409. Exactly. So that's the other thing. Your watch is, like, perfect day. Right? Perfect, yeah, perfect day perfect what's your conditions, fitness ready for. No, you
0: know, so, no issues. Like the most absolute perfect we, day.
1: We may get a perfect day at Marine Corps. There was a perfect day in 2016
0: or 2014, at Marine Corps Perfect weather. Yeah. And also, but I mean, like, also, like, no GI issues, no, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's, because we still could have ran that four hour if we, if everything was perfect. If I hadn't had to start with, um, like, four leaves in my system and you hadn't <laughs> had to have GI dish issues, like, we could have had mean, a better I day. I mean, th- I think it's a great day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I am mean, it was so it happy was with tough. what we
1: did. It was tough towards the end there. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see yeah. what happens at Marine Corps. We're gonna have really cute outfits no matter what, and oh, we're yeah. gonna celebrate our way through. I mean, it would kind of be, it would kind of be cool to do a fifteen thirty marathon and be like, we walked two thirds of this time. It's insane. Like
0: that might be kind of cool. Like it really is I mean most people are like like with when Ken and I ran the fifteen thirties on like after you like dropped back on Tuesday he was like noting because we were running ten thirties or whatever yeah and he was like this is faster than I average on all of my normal straight miles because he normally runs in like the 11s for his easy days and he was he was like and we're walking two thirds of the time like he was noting that too that like it's kind of shocking when you're a straight runner to like yeah. To compare the how fast you can be with them. So lot. It's so fun.
1: Speaking of that, we yeah. have some listener have some questions, questions related to that. And Caroline asks, do you guys ever go on runs and not use the Galloway method? Hmm. Nope. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Never. Um, I run, the furthest I've ever run continuously was eight miles, and it was in 2016 or 17. Fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, or seventeen. Somewhere. One of those, one of those years, I ran a half marathon in Richmond, and I ran eight straight miles, and it was painful, and I didn't like it, and I went switched to run walk and got faster.
0: <laughs> and so, and anyone who knows my history, like I did run straight galley method without galley method until twenty seventeen until this, and I started running together, and I still occasionally will run, you know. I'll have walk breaks for water stops, but I will run some of my 5Ks, 10Ks, or 10 milers no longer with the halves. The halves, I've gone completely to Galloway since 2019, I want to say. And um, I'm still
1: working on her just to be like, start yeah. your intervals at the beginning. You'll be so much faster because I, I used to run straight the first mile of every race only to realize that if I started my intervals at the beginning, yes. I would be faster at the end, which, the I mean, the proof's in the pudding with that. Um, I'm a very good race closer, and it's right. because I start my intervals at mile like, right at the start of the race, um, whereas, like, when I was running straight for one to two, sometimes even first 5K of a race, I was not closing my races as
0: fast. Right. And so, yeah, so, so I still, in the last few years, I've done a couple of 5Ks, and I've done, like, the Army 10-Miler, where, yeah. I, where I ran straight other than um, water stops, but... So
1: here's one of the reasons why with running straight, running straight, uh, you absolutely can, especially in races, but one of the issues that you get into with switching from the Galloway Method to straight running is during the Galloway Method, your run speed is actually going to be faster yeah. than straight than what your body can handle straight running for the amount of time of the race, right? So what happens then, you're so used to running faster that you start to run faster, Well, then you get towards that threshold heart rate zone, and once Mm -hmm. your heart rate goes up and you start burning hot, you can kind of flash and burn all of your glycogen and burn everything, and then you'll crash. So it's like a flash and crash. Naomi is really good at
0: training,
1: but also training at a 720 pace, but then knowing when she's running straight popping into that 8-flat pace, which is what that 720 gets her when she uses her appropriate interval, slowing down the run speed to that 8-flat, and then she's not flashing. She's staying right at that that line at the beginning of threshold instead of pushing up.
0: Well, so. it's thresh, but it is threshold, and I do, like, mm-hmm. 10 miles, an hour and 20 minutes, like, was my longest. I mean, I was, it was it, again, perfect weather, Army time Miler last year, so. But I you're did, not
1: going out at, like, but, a 720, right. 655, oh, no, no, no. and yeah. flashing up to the Correct. top of your threshold or into that But it was definitely, like, like, red zone. But it was definitely
0: the max. I yeah. couldn't have done that for an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. I couldn't have done that to, to run, like, a, a, a half I, like, an hour and 20 was beyond the one hour that you're supposed to be able to hold it, and that was definitely, like, the max I could hold it. I was, like, redlining. But I think that's
1: why I can't run straight, because I have my run speed, and my run speed starts at 720. Right. Like...
0: And goes faster.
1: And goes faster. And so, for me, like, I can't, it's very difficult for me to run slower than that. Um, I mean, obviously, I can. It's uncomfortable,
0: though. But it is
1: very uncomfortable for me.
0: Yeah, and I will say, like, to, you know, as far as going out on a run, never, ever, ever straight running again. I don't want to. I never will. I hate it. It's the worst. Like I said, there's a few times in a race, race adrenaline's a different thing, and somehow, you know, you can make it work. But I do not, for training runs, like, no. Well, what's fun about it (laughs) is, like, it's, again,
1: it's one of those things that's, like, for training runs, you want your training runs to be so much easier yeah. than your races. And how do you do that? Like, how do you temper yourself and keep yeah. your, hold yourself back without taking these rest breaks? And if you think about it, like the Galloway method, of course, we call it run, walk, run. All it is is interval training for the entire run. Right. It is basically taking a track workout and bringing it out to the trails instead of using, say run the straights, walk the curves, or run, uh, you know, 200 meters and walk 100 meters. It's just doing time-based instead of distance-based intervals.
0: Yeah. And um, it was funny because on Thursday when Ken and I turned around in Herndon, we saw... And we had caught them kind of, like, slowly, the group that I used to always do yeah. morning runs with on Thursday, the MRTT group. And uh, they were running a, a little around our pace, like, probably 9.30s uh-huh. straight, yeah. you know. And it was, like, it was just really funny because I'm just, like, no, I'd much, much rather do this than, like, even if it meant, like, having to be alone – and to do my run walk, I'd rather yeah. do that than then go with the group and do the 9:30 average. I don't know. It's just I've I've completely converted. I love run walk, and I'm like I don't see myself yeah. going back. for For some races, I've done it, but it's not like I don't necessarily think it's better. It's just it's just what I did on the day. Like for this, right. hand, the, in the last few years, it's just been a handful of races. Yeah, so it's far, few and far between. And
1: sometimes during races, we will do a distance-based interval versus a time-based interval. Like yeah, when Naomi was pregnant, we did a five k and we took walk breaks every half mile instead yeah. of with a time. Like that was also we were doing like I was doing a lot more long intervals like I was doing a right. lot of 3 and 30 races. Um and I think even in Disney I did whatever uh we were doing with whether it was 4 and 30 or 5 and 30 with Chris. Yeah. So, which, which even still, it's so funny. It was so, it was so much slower of a run speed right. than I was used to. Like, like that's, an and that's it like, was seven, four, no, seven,
0: because we were eight oh, flats. You were doing that, yeah. We were,
1: we were running 745s or something. Yeah. So I think it was like a 745 run speed instead of a 720. And it's funny, I would even with the pace group, like I'd be doing a different interval running so much faster, taking more walk breaks. Like that's just that's just how I am. And Chris Twiggs, who did he place at Chicago? Did he? I haven't checked. In his age group? Oh my gosh. I'm pretty sure did he, he really? did. Oh okay, yes. god we it haven't up now. even talked about Chicago. We sh- I know. Which is crazy. I know. Um, um he yeah, so um he says that people are either tiggers or yours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, tiggers are tiggers are or is it Tiggers and, or Poos? No, I um, don't think he says
0: Eeyore though. Eeyore, yeah. He's an Eeyore. Which is
1: just slow and steady, go, go, go. Yeah. And like Tigger's like bounce ahead. Bounce, bounce. And Jeff is more like a tigger. Um yeah, and Jeff he's compared
0: is, you and I to yeah. like to being a tigger because we're able to, you know, okay. run um much. Faster and, Sh- and, and, short and shorter, intervals. and keep the same pace. Whereas, like he does, go with the longer intervals. Like he, he more frequently does two, three, four minute, yeah. or longer intervals. But you know, it's what works for him. So
1: yeah, I mean, and that's that's the coolest thing uh, about Galloway method. Like whatever intervals work for you are great. So you, that's what you should do. So Caroline, thank you for that question. All right. So we have a question from Roxanne. What's your run cadence when you run with fifteen thirties? Oh God, it's like in the two twenties. It's
0: it's really, really high. Now I've gotta go pull some data because yeah, like I mean it's often. I'm over pretty 200. sure it's yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure it's in like the two twenties. I mean,
0: I'll just pull this weekends because even though, you know, it was the twenty one miler with eleven yeah. something piece. Um, our
1: Cadence in here, uh, we had a max cadence of 249. We we're having it like 240. So, it looks
0: like on this chart, we had a lot of in the 240 range. Which well, is, that was like kind we also of had a lot in the what's
1: yeah, the, what's that? Like I, a, would like we are, I would say 195. I ki- would say, yeah, I mean, it's definitely between 180, I would say 220 because that's right in between, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say about yes. 220, 200, 220. Um,
0: and that's gotten higher for me at least Yeah. since oh, we started shorter shorter, shorter intervals,
1: intervals absolutely yeah. i've noticed that too i used to not break into the purples on garmin has a great cadence chart thing i used to not break into the purples and it was more in the blues um like th- even through 2019 and the purples would only come out on race day and now seeing a lot more purple which yeah. is very very cool
0: <laughs> yeah so the shorter intervals really do make it much faster. So. And
1: remember, cadence is a way, and practicing those cadence drills, yeah. that is how you are going to improve your foot speed, which will improve your running economy, which will improve your speed overall. Yes. So thanks,
0: Roxanne, for that question. Yeah. All right. So then Stacey asks, how fast do you walk during your run-walk intervals?
1: I would say, what do you you think, between 16 and 14-minute miles? Yeah,
0: typically probably around a 15-minute mile. Somewhere in the, yeah, 15. I mean, sometimes it'll slow to almost 20, but usually, but then you'll, we'll start or end the segment at like 13. So yeah. it's, it really ranges quite a bit. And our average is probably 15 to 16.
1: Yeah. And you know, we've seen that on just walks that we've gone on just walks together. We're right about that 16, 1630, you know, minute mile. We've joked that we were training to be balloon ladies yeah. at some point.
0: <laughs> and, the, so. and like with people who were with um, training your walk speed, it's another one where I would say again, the intervals versus lengthening. So I know some people have said, well, maybe if I lengthen my walk to 45 seconds and lengthen my run to two minutes, that'll help me. But in reality, it's for me. It's always been the opposite. The yeah. shorter the intervals, the faster I walk and the faster I run. Versus, and like I always slow down the longer I walk, yeah. and the longer I run. I slow down during. That I interval.
1: think, I think the 30 second walk is really the sweet spot. Yeah, and Jeff did a, like a big study. I mean, he did retrospective analysis of his his people that he was training and did did change the walks the recommended walk from a 1 minute walk to a 30 second walk like kind of having all of his own old intervals because i mean back when the run walk run method came out my mom did a 520ish marathon and like they were doing 3 and 1 which yeah. okay. you know which is like that's like ninety thirty now, which I think is still too long for that. For like a now, 520. a five twenty would be a thirty thirty. Yeah, you know, so so, so things cut change. Shorter. Cut them shorter. Improve that run speed. Improve that cadence, and you know, it'll help you get faster. It'll also help you get fitter. Like your body will adapt because it's a. It's kind of a bigger. It's a bigger. Um,
0: like uh, adaptogen, because, right, it's, right. because it's forcing your body to do these <laughs> exactly like, a st- stimulus. Um, stim-
1: it's yes. a, it's a it's <laughs> a bigger stimulus, which will then like, improve everything, right? So right. if you stay long and slow, you're going to stay long and slow if you start to get quicker. Yeah. And variation super
0: important, too. And to, you know, to also recap or to remind, like, you don't graduate from RunWalk. You don't need to graduate from RunWalk. A lot of people yeah. have that mentality. Um, Ken talks about meeting people like that all the time, and they frustrate him because he has, you know, run sub three with RunWalk, even though he doesn't normally run run yeah. walk as his like default and he's like trying to explain that to people at race the city paces that like no 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 like you can keep using run walk forever you can hit all your goals with run walk you can yes. do better with run walk short if anything shorten your intervals not lengthen them to, yeah to, to like improve so you don't necessarily have to lengthen them to think eventually that that's
1: i think eventually you do, you do like variety. like as you get faster and like there are recommended run walk run intervals yeah on for Jeff, each pace on jeff's site you're going to find out where you fall on each of those. Like, I know, I mean, kind of based on my fitness, okay, at this fitness, I should do this interval to do this, this pace over time, right. right? So does that mean that you necessarily need to practice that interval? Only when you're practicing those paces, like only right. for mile repeats. And Once a week. When or, we were yeah. when we were like in the thick of training and actually doing like speed work and stuff, we would play around with different intervals. So we're running the same 745s. We're using a 90-30. We're using a 2-and-30. We're using a 230-and-30. we using a 60-30. Trying a 60-30 and like really burning hot, you know. And you're going to find at some point you have to do longer. Right, there's there's a time where you can't go down to a 30 30 and keep that same pace Absolutely. because it's just it's too fast of a run. You just aren't capable of it. And then you're going to find there's going to be a diminishing
0: up at the top end too. Like right, if you run for 6 minutes, right. you're not going to run a 6-minute mile. You know, so right. but so like but you don't necessarily, yeah, you never need to graduate off of run walk as a whole. And you know, it's just about the variety within within using you know all the different phases or all the different intervals
1: so this is a really interesting uh what do you look for when thinking of starting to use a coach Vanessa asked this question
0: yeah this this, is a good one it is really good one so I mean one I think one of the main questions I would have is you know what kind of interactions do you want from this person are you and what are your goals what are you hoping to get out of it What are your goals? And then I think you're really going to look at the person's coaching style. Yeah. Because, you know, there's just a huge variety out there. And I've heard horror stories um, of people who worked with certain coaches and had a really bad experience because they were being directed in a way that was not working for their body and their goals and their, fit, like, physical, like, even though they were top-end runners, they were not hitting their potential because of the way the coach was coaching them. Right. And
1: then, and I think, like, why do you want to coach? Do you want to coach because you need the accountability? Do you want to coach because you're looking for improvement? Do you want to coach because you, um, like, just what's your goal of get? because yeah. I think that it can be super beneficial to have a coach, to have someone that can hold you accountable to things, but I think a lot of people think that this coach is going to force it, it's going to get you over the hump or toward closer to your goals when the only person that can do that is you. Yeah. And I have found through uh, both my relationship with athletes and my own relationship that the thing, the most beneficial piece of a coach, of a good coach, is they will hold you back when your brain starts to get ahead of your body, um, because that is and. And that's a good coach. A right. lot of coaches out there, they will kind of tell you you're just being weak in your mind, um, and then you're going to have an athlete who ends up injured, who ends up right. not performing to their potential, or feeling bad about a performance that is great, right? Right. I think or that, psyching
0: yourself out before you it, go into. But if there's a mismatch.
1: A race. But if mm-hmm. there's a mismatch between the way the coach views things and the what you want like you know that's not gonna work (laughs) um like I know I mean I know I look at the whole person like we really look at stress pie I will tell an athlete back off back off for your workout oh you're not feeling it today no problem go to 30 minutes easy like still get out there like don't Like, don't push. You have your entire life to keep going. Your goals will be there eventually. Like, I'm not the type of coach that's like, well, you should get out there and do the work anyway. Like, you know, an athlete tells me I have a little injury. I'm like, great, boot it. sit Sit out for a week. Like, I'm not afraid of saying those things, whereas I feel like a lot of athletes don't like. Like, that's the kind of stuff athletes don't like hearing. Yeah. And, you know... I mean, I think Jeff has always done a good job with me when I'll be like, you know, I'm really tired. I'm feeling kind of burnt out. And he's like, I think you should still do stuff anyway. Or when this spring, when I was like falling down the stairs, he goes... And no joke, I fell down the stairs like three times over three weeks. And he's like, I've noticed when athletes fall down the stairs, it's because they push themselves too hard in training and their nervous system can't keep up. He's like, that's why you're falling down the stairs. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like,
0: I thought I was just clumsy. It's it's more it's almost like how dystonia works, yeah. Like where your nervous system is like, just <laughs> like the, he's like
1: you're pushing your training yeah. so hard. He's like you need to back off of training. But I never would have thought to have the correlation between falling down the stairs first thing in the morning and my training being too intense for where my body was at that. Yeah, time.
0: like a coach needs a good coach needs to be a good cheerleader, but they also need to really temper your realities and expectations and like you know, a lot of times they need to kind of inform you, like, actually, I think this is where you're at. And
1: process and be really yeah. process-driven Yeah. versus, versus outcome. outcome-driven. I, um, like, my favorite piece of advice that Jeff ever gave me, I was going to run the Army 10-Miler, and he was like, I want you to just go out there and have fun today. Yeah. And run, run fast and enjoy the feeling of running fast. And so I made the decision to run it, like, because I – like mentally really liked running workouts. right I made the decision to be like, okay well, I'm gonna run a mile easy and then two miles hard and then a mile easy like Make a game out of it And I I pro- was I like this was in 2019 and I ran a 115. Was that probably my best effort? No, I probably probably could have gone out there and raced instead of played. Could have run maybe as fast as a 113. Like, cause I was, I mean, <laughs> I was cruising yeah. in 720s, like easy. Um playing. And um at the end, and I'm like, so but what would it what would that have done for me mentally? Plus with the rest right? of the cycle
0: ahead of you. But, you, but you know. what
1: like I don't think it even would have derailed the rest of my cycle. I think mentally, though, Jeff telling me to have fun allowed me to have fun during a race. And I think that that's what we have to remember. We are adults competing in a sport for fun. (laughs) Right. It should be fun. There should be no stress. Right. None of us are
0: out there to win the prize money to go back and build a home for our moms in Africa, which is... And it's so
1: tough because I completely understand what well, you want like sub two and maybe you go out there and you run right. a or you want an EQ and you run you... a two twenty eight. Yeah. Those twenty eight yeah. seconds should or twenty nine seconds shouldn't depress you. Like yeah. you should just think and we'll have a whole episode on what to focus on besides pace and time yeah. so that you can like have fun during your races. That's so. yeah,
0: that'll be a good bonus episode. But yeah yeah I mean it's really about finding I think it's just yeah, finding the right um like Right, you know, the right, like... Personality, the right style that's going to mesh with how you train, but also someone who's gonna, who will push you maybe a little bit if that's what you need, is someone who can push you beyond, or, or and or bring you back because sometimes yeah. that's what you need is someone who can set you back to reality and tell you actually this is what I think you're doing. Like, Josh's right, a good combo of both because he's so good at like, oh, he's really good at that, telling him ama- how amazing you are, but also like, well, I think this is what you're capable of right now, or this is how you should run. Yeah, this race. like,
1: like he, be realistic here, and yeah, and I really try to, to embody that when I. I work with athletes, mm-hmm. you know,
0: Oh yeah. and you're good at, the, you're great at that. Cause you'll give me paces that I don't think I'm capable of. Cause you know, I am right. But at the same time you also set my, you're like, here's how I want you to do it. Rather than like, you don't tell me go out and shoot the moon because you know the reality of like, right. where I am, too.
1: Well, but then also it's, I think sometimes you do, like, need to say, I want you to just go go out hard and burn hot and see yeah. what happens. That is horrible advice in a marathon, but it's actually <laughs> great advice in a 10K. Yeah. Like, great advice. Yep. Like, okay, run at top speed and see and how long on. you can hang on to it. Then, if you have to take even like a three minute walk, then try it again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like why not? Right. Like
1: it's, you're supposed to have fun. Um, and then I think, uh, I think really understanding do your goal, a coach can help you understand, do your goals align with what you are like emotionally, physically and stress.
0: Like stress pie, like high
1: available,
0: yeah, able to achieve.
1: Mm-hmm. Because if your goal, if you are, say, a 430 marathoner and your goal is to run, like, drop an hour, and right now you're already training at 35 miles a week, you might not be able to do that in a season, right? So, your coach can help you along with that. Like, it may take two or three years to yeah. drop that much time. If you're a 4.30 marathoner and you're running 20-mile weeks, you might be able to do that by going up and getting some volume changes. Um, But just remember, a coach doesn't always necessarily solve the problems that you're looking at. Sometimes it's really just uh, they're just a good person to kind of... Hold you back when you need to be held back and push forward when you need to be pushed forward.
0: Exactly. And like you said, the only person who can really get to your goals is you. So
1: And and it, your goals, remember to really evaluate your goals to have them be process-driven and enjoy yeah. the process of training. Yeah. Because if you're not enjoying training, what's the point?
0: <laughs> right. So. Um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, we have one more question. This was actually, well, comment question from Angie. Um, So, she said, I tried 1530s for the easy portion of a long run, then 4530s for race pace, then just running easy again without intervals. Question, what effort for the running interval in the 15 seconds? I think I was pushing too hard. I'm a super slow runner, or maybe I need more time to adjust. Love your podcast. Like chatting with running buddies. Thanks, Angie.
1: So... I think with that, I think as long as your heart rate overall is staying in your aerobic zone, so on your Garmin, that's going to be blue or green, um, you can push those 15 seconds because you have 30 seconds to recover, like walking. You can push those run segments as fast as your heart rate will allow you. Um, and you can play with them. Maybe do one where you push really hard and then two where you just kind of keep it easy and think about small, fast steps. Um that's my thought. What do you yeah, think?
0: Yeah, I yeah, I look at recovery with the heart rate. Is my heart rate coming back down during the mm-hmm. walk? And if it's not, then I know that like those I'm not going to be able to sustain that for too much longer. Oh.
1: This is a great I actually have a very, very fun little workout to figure out what is truly your easy pace for a short for any interval. So, you go out and you run easy at whatever interval you're going to pick, let's say 15:30. You're going to run easy. All right, so that's keep that heart rate in blue or green. You're at the beginning of your run, should be fairly easy. Then you're going to run one mile where you push incredibly hard during that fifteen during that run segment. I want you to push so hard that you get your heart rate up in orange, into that threshold. Then you're going to take you're going to continue to run. So you're going to do that for a mile. Then. your third mile or fourth mile, whatever mile you decide to do that in after your warm-up, you're going to continue to run 1530s, right? And monitor the pace as your heart rate comes back down to blue or green. Whatever pace that mile is when your heart rate comes back down and is in blue or green and it needs to come down kind of quickish, that is your easy pace for that interval. So... I did this with 2020s and was able to get my 2020 really darn fast and then kind of come down and realize like, okay, my easy pace for 2020 is actually, and I can't remember what it was, but it helped me realize like at what pace is actually easy for this interval versus at what pace can I just run this interval comfortably. So, nice. So that's a, a little game you can play. I would do it on a four to six mile run, nothing really longer than that. Right. And you could repeat it and you could use half mile segments too, although I think it's a little harder to get your heart rate to come down in a half mile without taking a big walk break. Maybe I did, I don't know. I'll look back and I'll share that. <laughs> I'll share the information on that. So as l- I would just look at your heart rate for guidance and perceived exertion. Mm-hmm. If your heart rate zones don't really match your perceived exertion, on your Garmin um you can send us a Strava file or, or a Garmin file and I can kind of look and t- like kind of give you your zones
0: yeah and I, it also could be on that day so like your heart rate you might find that you're in a higher heart rate zone on the day maybe you got poor sleep maybe there's something else going on maybe yeah. you're underfueled. probably you're underfueled. so yeah. if you know try it another time too like if yeah. it feels like why do these feel like you know so hard. It sh- this should be, you know, I think this should be an easy pace. But yeah, that's a great way to do it is once you get your heart rate up, then bring it back down. It's a really good way to see what's truly what's easy. Truly easy. I,
1: I think so many of us feel like, feel like certain things are easy right. when they're not. Like, yeah. I mean, and you really have to use heart rate as guidance and not because, pace. <laughs> because heart rate is, now there are going to be some days, like Naomi said, where your heart rate is just gonna be higher for some reason, and you just kind of have to decide to ignore it. Yeah. As long as it's not gonna super derail you. Um, either ignore it or slow way down for the day. So, yeah. like those are your two options. I've I've chosen to do both. There are some days where I go out and it's hot. And for some reason, my heart rate just decides it's gonna be high. And I'm like, well, it doesn't feel bad to do this. So I'm just gonna, and I don't have any race that I'm gonna derail, or I don't have any workout coming up that I'm gonna derail. So I'm just gonna push through. Yeah. So you just
0: kind of like, dig into it yeah. and let it be and then other times it's like you know what is like, a 15 minute mile day it looks day.
1: like yep it looks and like this I've gotta walk for 5 minutes to get my heart rate back down and, and okay then I'm too. just gonna take extra walk breaks to kind of you know chill this out I mean there were <laughs> I actually have some runs where I was like dude, this was when I was super fit Um, And I was doing 30-30s, and I was trying to keep the entire run in my gray zone, like, in zone one. Yeah. And, like, I would just take extra walk breaks. I mean... It's just what it is. So, yeah.
0: So, yeah. So, I think that's great is like seeing your max heart rate come up. And we never got ours that high during those early miles on. Um, no. You know, they did, it did, my, I did get heart rate drift towards the end, which I usually do. And I think it really has to do with glycogen depletion. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, my average heart rate, and remember, you're going to hear these numbers. You're going to be like, that sounds so high. Remember, my lactate threshold heart rate is like north of 180. Five right, so um, my average heart rate for the entire run was 158.
0: Okay, and mine was so. 138, which is a little higher than I'd like it to be on an easy run, but it's because of it was because yeah. of that drift later. Well, and I'm pregnant, and, <laughs> yeah. Well, yours will be up an extra 10 beats anyway, but in mine, I sh- you know, I probably would have preferred to be around 130, but, but I had
1: nothing, I had you know. everything stayed uh, like
0: in my blue yep. green
1: it was like right on the edge of blue and green yeah you
0: didn't really go into threshold at all so that was good. no it no. just yeah i think for me Which it's like a oh depletion because that's three is, hours usually when i go into that zone
1: so funny and so crazy um since becoming pregnant i cannot get into my like red zone at all like it's like my body is like stopping Limiting. myself from like because fi- that's where marathon liz lives she lives right around my lactate threshold yep. heart rate and i can't get to her
0: I can't. Yeah, I cannot access Marathon Liz. So I'm like, oh god, what am I gonna do? I mean, you did. You did have us running like six twelve pace at some points during on Sunday. Yeah, so I, I felt like she was coming out. <laughs> yeah, but you but didn't feel it in the heart rate anyway.
1: No, I didn't. It didn't feel like because it was only fifteen seconds. It didn't. Yeah. It felt fine, but. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. And I'm in that weird, like, pregnant zone where I don't really look pregnant, but I, like, feel like I look pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Too.
0: I'm that's, like, oh. That's – that, unfortunately, can, you know, depending on how your body is, like, that can be until six or seven months because, like, yeah. people who don't know, you wouldn't know, like, right. but you do, like, I know. to yourself <laughs> and to me. But it's like, yeah, I was – I mean, even I was looking at, like – when we ran Disney with, and I had yeah. Julian in my belly, and I definitely had a belly. But, like, if you didn't know me, you wouldn't necessarily know that I wasn't just yeah. a little chubby. Right. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, except, like, when you wore, like, normal clothes. But just certainly in our team and training. Like, you can barely
0: tell in the team and training jerseys. Our jersey. team and
1: training jerseys were, like, they were, <laughs> we like, were maternity baggy. tops anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were, we were joking about that in Chicago, yeah. that they were, like, maternity tops. Yeah. <laughs> but... Oh, my goodness! I mean, yeah, it's so interesting. It's so interesting. hopefully, hopefully this will be a good nine months of running poor oh, I
0: know we'll have to do some penny the other baby needs to go out. Yeah. we'll have to do some you know some a pregnancy like running through pregnancy podcast yeah. at some point episodes and and talk about. All yeah. of that, but um, but yeah. If you have more questions, throw them at us. I'd yeah. love it. Thanks for the we questions.
1: Love questions. And then we're definitely we're going to record some shorter episodes with little tips um, for specific topics. Um, but hopefully, you guys are excited about whatever you've got coming up racing this fall. Um, yeah, we're yeah. excited.
0: <laughs> yeah, so excited. We're
1: excited, and hopefully, we'll have some five k tips as well um, coming at you. So, yeah,
0: yeah, we'll be doing that, I think, some 5Ks over the winter, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and... mostly,
1: I think I'll be running easy 5Ks. I don't yeah. think I'm going to, like, push, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how I feel. Yeah. We'll see how I feel. Um, certainly, Thanksgiving is going to be, like, family run, so. yeah. So yeah, we have a really great 5K, uh, and and that's always it's always fun to run on Thanksgiving. So I would definitely recommend it. Turkey Trot. I did my very first 5K on Thanksgiving with my family, and we called it Triple F Forced Family Fun. Yeah,
0: it's the greatest.
1: (laughs) And my dad was he like ran ahead and beat me, and then he came back and was like goading me to the finish, and it was like, I'm like, "Mm." and I actually think (laughs) it's funny. I think one of them was like faster than I then ran for like five years after that like wow. I think one of them was like 24 like high yeah. and then it took me so long to break 25 minutes yeah again. When I was oh like oh my gosh yeah but I mean that's so the benefit of being 18
0: yeah you can just throw it down <laughs> yeah and you know have no your, training have just run. yell at you,
1: and, you yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah oh I think Penny is ready for her walk. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of our podcast, The Run Galloway Girls. And definitely let us know if you have more things that you want to learn. Yeah. If you want to
0: support, we do have some links um, oh, yeah. at rungallowaygirls.com slash shop, or you can go to... Uh beautycounter.com slash run galley girls for all your makeup and skincare. And-, and
1: there's amazing holiday bundles right now. Oh yeah,
0: exciting holiday bundles. Yeah, Penny's excited Penny about them. It, so. And they're having a sale, I think, right now in the vitamin C vitamin C serum. I need to order some more because I love it. And, I definitely yeah.
1: I use it every day. Yeah. It's so funny. So I'm having a girl and um so many people have been like, "Oh well, watch out! Your skin's gonna be awful because they steal girls, steal your beauty." <laughs> like that's what Dale told me, and I swear I'm like having the best skin of my life yeah. during pregnancy. I'm like, oh, I love being pregnant. The hormones for that are reason.
0: yeah, the hormones are whack. You're either because I have terrible skin right now from IUD, but when yeah. I was pregnant, I had great skin. Yeah, so my kids I'm, both gave me the good, the good skin. You know
1: what it is? It's estrogen.
0: Yeah estrogen just makes you estrogen. feel
1: like so womanly, womanly and like beautiful yeah I'm, I'm a big fan of it i'm like gonna be one of those old ladies that's on like super high estrogen replacement just because i'm like want the youth of it it's yeah. like the fountain of youth yeah <laughs> that's what it feels like yeah. to me Uh, and I think I'm finally hitting, like, the stride in pregnancy where I'm, like, getting energy back in the afternoons, and, which is nice, only 10 weeks in. Yay! (laughs) That's excellent.
0: Alrighty, well,
1: we will talk to you guys soon. Yay! Bye! Bye.